unmarried women are the most unhappy people on the planet and they are the ones like 10 like what one in 10 is on ssris and antidepressants right i think it's like one of those eyes women Mm -hmm. all right And, and the reason that that is is because they are defying nature they are defying what is inherently nature natural to women in general that is to be nurturing and to be home with your family Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host and the original uncloseted conservative. Although I understand that there's apparently these lesbian chicks on TikTok um, who are also uncloseted conservatives and we kind of compete for the hashtag. If if that's what you're into, great. That's not what this show is about. Uh, Thanks for joining us, guys. We've got an awesome episode for you today. We are big on content, short on time, so we'll get right into it. We've got the one and only Lisa Reynolds. Make sure you follow her on social, uh, Lisa Elizabeth, on just about every platform. And Casey Gates, never hates, always loves and appreciates, of course, joining the show. So let's get into it. I need to read that thing. I look like I look like um, so family friendly show, but I'll just say this one thing: I look like an ass hat in in the bumper because uh, it's it's me at the school board with that stupid cheer mask. That's like oh yeah, nothing. yeah. at least you didn't um, have it on your chin. Yeah, I need to redo that. I need to get in <laughs> in Photoshop or Canva or something and make a new. But anyway, uh, how are you guys morning, doing? Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. It is. You're uh, like globe trotting. You're like all over the place. I feel like. Uh, oh, maybe Lisa has a teleporter. <laughs> that could that could be her secret. I'm actually like um, winding down my travel a bit. I've been pretty much like stationary for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm usually like in Texas or here or DC or West Virginia or something like that. I hate going to dc we just had family friends oh you guys your visit was so awesome thank you so much for coming i don't i don't want to say their name uh, it's weird how people can get canceled just for having associations with us isn't that crazy um but they wanted to do the dc thing and i'm just like oh just tents and stabbings and all kinds of nonsense i only saw one um, I think I only saw one or two turds on the street and only one questionable river that looked like piss and crap, um, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, better than LA. I was gonna say it's not as bad as Philadelphia. Did you see Fanny <laughs> Hernandez's report on Philadelphia? I was the one that was filming for her and it got wild. Yeah, oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Were DC's you at that thing with well, was that in Philly? 
That wasn't in Philly. Uh, Alex Stein just did one where they were like trying to pull his hair out. That was, uh, well, he was in Penn State, but that was at a Beto thing in Texas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really he got on at Penn State and then came to Philly and I helped and like I took him to go do a hit at Fox. But um, yeah, he got spit on and he still had like the spit on his jacket. That was Ew. Like, yeah. yeah. But we got a bottle of urine thrown on us and oh it really got thrown on i got like a couple little extra sprays but we were down in like the worst part of philly in like kensington and allegheny filming the drug crisis and they weren't real happy about it so would i be the go ahead case no no it's that that's just uh, i cannot believe the how people can justify being horrible to other people, whether it's a political, oh, you don't look at things the way I do. It's just, it's tribalism at its worst. It was actually this, so we were trying to film like Prevention Point, which is like a needle exchange program, which by the way, all the junkies told us that they take the needles and sell them for money to go do more drugs. Um, And so we were just trying to film like on the street, like the thing, not anybody's faces, anything like that. Well, the junkies were okay. They had been talking to us for two days now. So like white liberal lady got her, Panties in a twist started like yelling at Sab, you can't film here. And then it riled up the junkies. And then mm-hmm. they attacked like, and a security guard that was actually um, for them, hired by them, like attacked her and stole her property. So that was wild. <laughs> wild. Wow. I think like, this little brown girl and she's like, you're a liberal white lady. And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's the, the Karens of the world, right? Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. Would I be a butthole if someone throws a bottle of pee at me? And I just embrace it. Like, it's kind of like a thing, like, hey, in a knife fight, you're going to get stabbed or whatever. Would I be the butthole if I just take the pee bottle and put my thumb over the end and just start spraying it over the crowd? You already got urine all over you. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Let them join in on the fun too, right? When it hits the van, it actually, the lady who started the whole controversy in the first place, it, she got the most of it to be there. So it was it was a little bit of like uh, poetic justice there. That's how it is. Like when an officer pulls out the pepper spray, I'm like, look, You're gonna I'm on your side. <laughs> like I'll tase, I'll shoot someone, I'll go hands on, but please God, put the pepper spray away. Like after I got sprayed the first time, I told the deaf tech instructor, I was like, look, man. I care too much about human life to do this to someone. It was, I would rather get tased every other Friday than sprayed ever again. What do you think is worse, pepper spray or um, tear gas? uh, I think the OC is worse. Yeah. Um, Tear gas, I'm one of those guys. Tear gas uh, didn't have a huge impact on me, (sighs) um, which kind of came in handy because they did use some on Insurrection Day. And I kind of smelled it and I was like, I'm fine. And I thought, here's the thing. I thought January 6th, the biggest risk was like a trample stampede type risk. So I told my guru, when I smelled that, I was like, hey, we got to get out of here. This was before the breaching. This was, which is arguable. This is before they found the bomb at the RNC that the Department of Injustice doesn't give a crap about. Uh, I was just like, yeah, there are so many people here. I'm not trying to get stomped out by a bunch of people. And I was shocked that people went towards it that was that was very strange uh but anyway this isn't a january 6th episode well it's it's people that haven't been tear gassed before running towards it <laughs> i guarantee you they probably don't do it after that <laughs> so hey case can you throw up the screen share sure because because i got the thing up here yeah ah huge uh shout out to my man 
my man representative, uh, I guess, uh, in absentia, Anthony DeLuca, uh, who won his re-election in Pennsylvania despite having died uh, more than a month ago. That's interesting. That's outstanding. All the dead people that voted for him threw him over the top and really like swayed it. I know. Hey, no discrimination here, you know. We got, uh, I know you're not supposed to say this, but we got a bunch of tards now in the government, yeah, which is, you know, yeah. fine. Uh, and now we we have elected, you know, dead people. And I think that they ought to have him occupy the seat. Uh, I, I think, I really, I really think that they should. Like weekend at Bernie's. It is, it is um, the, But the, apparently this is like the first time it happened. So it happened before in Texas or whatever, but... This is what we get when we get like, um, you know, straight ticket voting all the way down. And then you have like these people that are just like told vote Democrat, vote Democrat, vote Democrat. They have no idea who they're voting for or what they're doing. And they just like, you know, or anybody, anybody for that matter. And they just hit like all the way down the line. What's more egregious is that like somebody like Fetterman um, can be, could be elected. And I really like, I know that there are laws out there against elder abuse and about abusing disabled people. And like, where are the penalties for the family members that are abusing Joe Biden and Fetterman for putting them up and like parading them around as, uh, as poli- or sentient politicians? For mm. like, it, where, where's the penalties for that? Because it's seriously abuse at this point for both of them. It I is feel- sad. I feel the same about like Secret Service. Like I get it, worthy of uh, trust and honor or whatever. But like, come on, guys. Like someone's got to say something or like speak to the IG or something. Like he's he is not fit for duty in any way, shape, or form. And neither is Fetternak, and neither is Dead Deluca over here. I brought that up in a um, in a, a Twitter space or something that we were doing, and I was like, um, "How come there's no leaks with Trump? Like, how come?" Nobody is leaking like about anything about his behavior out of that White House. And people are like, they are, but the reporters won't report it. So even Mm -hmm. if things are happening and people are like trying to get the word out there, they're not, the reporters aren't reporting it. And I guess they're not saying anything to right wing, you know, journalists because we're the worst. Good times. Yeah. So in the broadest of terms, how are you guys feeling about election night? Well, not election night. How are you guys feeling about the midterms? I'm I'm still tripping out over, over Fetterman winning yeah. over Dr. Oz. I, I I'm just blown away by it. I don't know. It, I, I got to be honest with you. It, uh, yesterday, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I think I'm just going to be a traveler. I'm just going to completely stop paying attention to any of this stuff anymore, and I'm done. <laughs> Disappointment, I think, is what I feel. On the upside, I saw a tweet yesterday, and I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and it said, like, okay, if, you know, abortion is really what uh, impacted this uh, midterm election cycle or whatever, then so be it. We didn't win all of the seats we were supposed to win, but I feel good about saving millions of babies, and um, we should like applaud ourselves that that's all like that we only lost a couple seats because in turn we saved thousands of lives and i think that that's a, a good positive way to look at it um it was it wasn't like a complete failure i mean their democrats are what like uh celebrating that they didn't 
Get uh, blown out. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, okay, I guess if that's how you want to codify winning. So we didn't buy, win by the margin that we wanted. I mean, there could be I, I feel that way too, because like, so these are results, um, you know, as of now or whatever. And like, I, I hate to be thrown shade at all you guys, but I've been saying for weeks, it's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be this ridiculous red wave. I thought that the Senate was going to go 50-50, which it very may, you know, might. Uh, and I thought that we were going to pick up like something like five. Uh, what did I say? Okay, I think I said like five to 10 seats in the House. Can I make um, a crazy confession? Yeah. I didn't want us to have a red wave or a blowout or even take the lead in the House or the Senate. Really? As a and I know that that sounds crazy, but let me tell you why. So obviously there's a traditionally a swing when you have a Democrat um, president and it's, it happens with either side, but it's traditionally a bigger swing when there's a Democrat president in, right? And they swing further to the right during the midterms and then, then the right picks up seats or whatever. And then they can use the messaging for either... Um, for either gridlock or for bad policy or for the way that the in, like the economy is or whatever to message during the general. And so I was like, I don't, the economy is not going to pick up anytime soon. Like we're not, we clearly didn't win both the House and, Senate and, and um, the House and the Senate and President Biden can like veto whatever he wanted anyway. So the messaging is actually better for us if we didn't. And that way we can go back the economy is going to be terrible. We can take the House, the Senate, have the White House. We also have the courts and then run roughshod and do whatever we want all over them. That's what I wanted to do. But I mean, now, I mean, they'll at least be able to say, well, they couldn't get anything done because of the House and the Republicans. And that's yeah. why the economy is so bad. That's and exactly like, what they're going to say. And that is mm. exactly what they're going to say. And they would have said it if it was the House, it, it, what, what we had anyway. So I like, I don't really feel like it's a, a win-win situation, you know? Like, I think that we should be as neutral as possible at, on things like abortion and 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 pay attention to the economy and pay attention to these transgender issues and then, you know, be kind of even-toned, even-keeled, even-toned, and then run killer come uh, come 2024. But, sorry, somebody's the, not over. The only problem with that... Like, the only problem with it is that the American people are, oh man, this is hard to message. Uh, Americans, we're dumb. Okay, guys, we are. Uh, we don't have any attention span. We don't have any basis of reality, truth, beauty, love, all of these things that, that you know, post-enlightenment, post-Renaissance existence should afford us, um, you know, post-King James Bible, you know, world. And we're... We're just completely fumbling our existence. And uh, and Lisa, like you talk about it all the time uh, with the fact that there isn't a husband out there that can't like take care of their family and not cheat on their wife and lead their family well. It's like, guys, we're fumbling it. So I don't think the American people as a whole, I don't think American conservatives, we could execute that plan because we had F it up, we'd we'd uh, we'd not like finish it. We'd be like, oh, neutral messaging, and then when we're supposed to like 
mow everyone down, not mow everyone down. Gosh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> when, when <laughs> it's just like Joe wants to mow Yeah, when we're supposed to turn the corner and get to work, people will have been fooled by our own soft-pedaled messages. Like, no, 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 this is warfare. We're, we're going, we're going now. Yeah, I, I think we're too dumb to execute that kind of plan. I don't, I don't even know if it's too dumb, but we are too... Um, we've been conditioned to be a slave to our desires, a slave yep. to happiness, those type of things. And um, we've lost what like contentment i mean jordan peterson talks about that milo was talking about it uh, the other night too is that you know it's all about the individual the individual our government isn't structured in the you know the way the heaven is structured like right there isn't somebody at the top and we should we should mimic you know the godly life we're not doing that here um and and even like with things like guns and things like that like that the that the founders and wrote the constitution the way that they did and gave up and gave us the rights that they did is because they thought we were Christian, moral, virtuous people. They, I don't like Milo said last night. I also agree. I don't think they ever envisioned a nation that had no God that had no higher being or higher authority and wasn't based on some Christian or Judeo Christian values. They, they didn't anticipate that. And once we got into the, um, civil rights era and the, you know, women's lib era, that's when everything really went downhill. It's interesting that you bring up women's lib. I think I was talking about it a couple of days ago. So my mother owned a construction company. Uh, so she's out there digging ditches with the guys uh, day in, day out, single mom. And uh, she went to a women's liberation meeting. And I'll, I'll, I won't say exactly what she said, but she said, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Because Joe always has to edit all everything out that I say, <laughs> but she said it was nothing but a bunch a bunch of dumb bees sitting right. around <clears throat> collecting. I thought it was going to be support. bees. I thought it was going to be bees. I'm surprised. I, I thought it was going to be bees too. I was not <laughs> bees. It was yeah, a bunch of bees uh, sitting around collecting alimony and child support, complaining about men. And so, and she's working in construction, you know, with guys day in, day out. So, and so, yeah, even back then is when the downfall started. This this election brought to you by the suffragist, 68% turn uh, unmarried women, turn uh, blue. Is there anybody more miserable than unmarried women? They just... No. No. <laughs> a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a survey. I forget it was a couple months ago, but... Consistently, they say that liberal women are more unhappy and, and they are responsible for more of the divide and the happiness scale. They said, overall, conservatives are more happy, report being more happy than liberals are. Um, and there's there's some... Always. We live longer. We look better. We make more. Like, what? There's some reasons for that. And one of them, the, the biggest disparity was between men and women. And one of the reasons that they kind of tie it to is they're, they can't, like, control for religion. So most conservative women are married and, you know, believe in a higher being and have a different set of what happiness means to them and all those kind of things. It doesn't matter. Either way, godless, unmarried women are the most unhappy people on the planet. And they are the ones like, ten, like what, one in 10 is on SSRIs and antidepressants, right? I think it's like one of those eyes. women. Mm -hmm. All right, and, and the reason that that is is because they are defying nature. 
They are defying what is inherently natural to women in general. That is to be nurturing and to be home with your family. And and people are like, oh, like, do you really want to be a slave to your husband? Like, I think that that was like in part of my wedding vows at the Greek Orthodox Church was like, you know, be a slave to your husband or something, right? And my friend, I remember my uh, friend looking over and be like, you a slave to your husband? Never. But, (laughs) but the truth is, is that would I rather be a slave to the dollar, to corporations, to, um, you know, my boss, or would I rather be like a slave or a servant to my children and my husband and my household and the things that are actually truly important in this world um, and that are representative of my natural being? I think that women have it all wrong and, you know, they, I, they, they want money, power, success, fame, notoriety. None of that ever brings you any happiness. It, it really doesn't. That's why you have all these like famous people constantly killing themselves or doing drugs or ODing. Mm-hmm. Like that In is fairness. Some of them were Clintoned. Well, <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah. We just have what Aaron Carter died, one of the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boy things. You know, these people. Like, look at Robin Williams. Look at um, the food guy. Uh, the Chester from Lincoln Park was definitely Clinton. And I, I think um oh I what's the designers? Uh Leon 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 Panetta's son, former CIA director's son. He was blowing the whistle on a bunch of human trafficking stuff. I'm talking about like these oh, wow. what's his name? Anthony, whatever, who used to fly around like taste food all the time. Oh, Bourdain. Bourdain. He died. Yeah. He killed himself. He killed himself from he was depressed all the time. Oh my gosh. He said he hated being famous and all that stuff. Like, because that's not the thing that fulfills you in life. There's no. a spiritual element that's missing. And Milo said a great point last night. I keep talking about him because I was so in love with that. But that in America and in general, we treat the human body or happiness or their moods or whatever, like a broken car part, he said. Like you take oil and you just say, oh, which part needs more oil? Which part needs to be replaced? But they forget to treat the spiritual component. And we are all, like even I am, like not as spiritual as I should be. And that's the part that you have to treat first. That's why when they do um, these studies on SSRIs and they just found out they can't even link it. Like it may not even be a chemical imbalance in your brain. They can't even prove that. That's because there's something else that's a problem and it's a problem with the soul. So I, uh, I just don't, I just don't buy any of that. I think our world was destroyed with feminism and because of the way the language in the civil rights era was worded, codified into law. And because of that, now anything that has to do with identity on any stretch of the imagination can be weaponized through our own legal system. Mm -hmm. And so we've screwed ourselves. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's not making you happy, is it? And not only that, you're not doing anything. Like all these people that are like, oh, you're so strong, you're so brave, you're out, you're, you're trans, you're this, you're that. They didn't do anything to earn that except for have a function of their personality be different. Mm-hmm. And so it's all fake. Uh, I, I think they do it because they don't have personality. Well, I mean... There's nothing special about you. You're not a part of some aggrieved group. And you can just wake up and say, oh, uh, I'm oppressed in this way and I can and I can get my card punched. Right, mm-hmm. and you know, you're walking in some uh, high fashion runway show or on the cover of Vogue or in the White House talking to oh, God. the chief over there. Dylan. <laughs> I can't stand Dylan. Nichols <laughs> on a trip that he thinks that it's a pope and the guy's like just trolling all of us. And I was like, dude, he's taking hormone blockers and he's not. They are mentally ill. 
I don't know why you can't see that, but like, you know, there's a spectrum of trans people. Some are more mentally ill than others. This dude's extra mentally ill. He, he's not even identifying as a woman. He's identifying as a girl, living childhood fantasies. It's bizarre. Yeah. Referring to things as Barbie parts, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, this person is not, not all there. Like guy says, the problem is done. I don't even know what they do. Let's figure it out. Like, <laughs> Latino guy says the problem is they pray to plants and have sex with animals. And their spiritual routine is not um, buttressed by any any other human being. It's like, oh, my spiritual routine is that I'm going and I'm doing yoga today. So if you don't feel like going and doing yoga. It doesn't happen. Like there's no community to support you in living that more righteous, virtuous lifestyle. So we've we've really focused more on the individual than like the community. And I don't mean that in a communist communist way, but like the collective using, you know, community and um, the people who share your same values and beliefs to, you know, hold you accountable. That's all gone. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, you got pregnant, sure, it's no problem. They used to ship you away and hide you. Now it's like, oh, my daughter, she's 16, she's pregnant, let's have a baby shower. No. Sorry. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've been reading through Project 21. Um, I'm a member of Project 21, the National Policy National Public Policy Research Center. And so I've been reading through the blueprint for a better deal for Black America, which is excellent. Highly recommend everyone go and check that out. Um, but they use the word buttress like a ton in the criminal justice and I think the um, in criminal justice and maybe tax and spending reform. And after I saw it like the ninth time, I was like, these examples are different. I don't think I know what this word means. Uh, so I just looked it up like last night and you just used it. I'm like, oh, I know like what that buttress. means now. But um <laughs> I don't. I Good use of buttress. Like to fortify, strengthen, ah. uh, hold up. Uh. From like when they were making cathedrals and they had to like, they were making like the towers taller and stuff and they had flying buttresses and they would. See, that's, it, this is what happens. We're another one of those bar jokes. Today's joke is a, well, I don't know if I'm a Baptist or not. Anyway, today's bar joke is a Jew, a Baptist, and a Catholic walk into a stream. And, and start talking about buttress. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they ruin everything. Um, white, white, liberal, miserable women. My mom's true. Like, never giving them the right to vote. I was like, I agree, mom. I would give up mine. I would give up my right to vote as somebody who is very much involved in politics, very much right, rights policy, pays attention to it all the time, studies it. I would give it up in a heartbeat if it meant all these crazy liberal women would not vote. I promise you I would. Here's, here's the problem with it. Jordan Peterson talks about this all the time. And it's so comical that there's a comedian, I forget who, I don't remember if it was Andrew Schultz or Gaffigan, I know they're totally different, literally makes fun of women's equality because it's like, what a time for women to be like, oh, this is it. When when we've got air conditioning and when we've got computers and machines and all this stuff is when women come out and say, hey, we want equality. And they picked and chose exactly the things that they wanted. There's no equal representation of gender, sexes, whatever, in jobs where people die every day, like mining stuff, uh, like uh, 
power electricity, um, one of the power line workers, stuff like like stuff that's hard labor and that's dangerous. Uh, no one's complaining that women aren't equally represented in those things. Women still are not required uh, for the draft, for the selective service, to include trans men. So a trans man, so a biological girl who thinks that she's a boy, even if she's got a fake dingle, uh, can't sign up for the draft. The, the Office of Personnel Management or whoever oversees that, they said no. And, and vice versa, right? For, you know, it, just because you're wearing a dress yeah. doesn't mean that you're yep. not going to sign up for the Trans women service. still needs to sign up for the draft. Yeah. Like, where's the equality there? And it's like, hey, let, I, I'm a harm reductionist, so it hurts my heart a little bit to put women in this situation. But I'm like, if we're going to do it, let's do it to the max. So you can see that you are not a man. Well, but that, I, I, you know, I did that. I played high school football and the boys seemed to prove something to my mother. And I found out very quickly that I was not a man or able to compete with the men. So, um, you what know, position? Like wide receiver. But, <laughs> See you later. Uh, there is a receiver too, but so unfortunately, <laughs> Percy Harvin was on our team. So you can't compete with that. It was really bad. Um, I do not recommend, uh, but I, I, like there are anomalies and there are women that are strong and that can, can handle, you know, hits from men or whatever, like they, they can handle it, but it's, it's not the norm and their body and their, their body composition, their ma muscle mass, their bone density, it's all very different. Even the way they metabolize alcohol is different. So like, you know, no, don't, I don't want them in there. I don't want them fighting for it. It only makes us weaker and the answer is no. I don't. We don't. I don't even want them. Even if we are being harm reductionists, like not even to prove a point, you're just making me less safe. Now you're you're yeah, yeah. making me less safe in general. So please, absolutely. it's the whole it's the whole idea of like the blue flu idea. Like, what if the police just took a day off and people just 24 hours? People think it would be fine. It would be anarchy. Chaz yeah. Chop. They had a warlord in less than 24 hours. I said that and I got in trouble a little bit. I was like, you know what? At this point. If it were me and I was a cop, I'd let them all go kill themselves in, in those like hard and it's not fair to like the good people that are stuck there because of you know their economic circumstances. But, but their safety is their responsibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you your first responsibility is to go home at night, right? Yeah. Just just like I mean, even even from a theological standpoint, they're well. But I assume people would agree from a theological standpoint. I don't want to brand anyone. Um, but it's like, it's the free gift that you have to accept in that way. So you can you can save yourself. You're not saving yourself. I get it. Like God is, Jesus is saving you. But you can accept that vis-a-vis -vis saving yourself, which I get it. Don't let, like, I got the theological dictionary right here. Please don't send me nasty fans. I get it. Uh, but yeah, you're... Your safety is your responsibility. Like, okay, you know, something goes bump in the night, someone's breaking into your house. You had the option to equip yourself with the tools to take care of that. Sure, call 911. Great. They'll get there in time to take pictures of your dead body. Yeah, and exactly. You had the opportunity to equip yourself to ensure your safety. When Savannah was attacked in, um, Kensington area, Philadelphia, bad name. Like the one, of, it is the worst neighborhood, probably. I called nine one one three times because the security guard wouldn't give her back her property. Three times he took my name. They, we were there for another like four hours. They like on the street nice. in general, no cops ever showed up. I said a journalist was assaulted. Then I called back. I said she was assaulted again. That they have her property. They said okay. They never showed up. So 
But you know what would happen if she defended herself with these crazy Soros-backed DAs, if she defended herself and shot them or did anything oh, yeah. like that, it would be her in jail forever. Mm-hmm. Like, for you shouldn't have been down there and you shouldn't have had a gun and you shouldn't have defended yourself. You should have run away. And she would be the one in prison forever. So, like, the system, I'm, I am ready for, I guess, a divorce. I'm going to be nice about it, a, a divorce. I... National divorce of so I don't think that they'll ever let us leave. I agree. I'm ready for a national divorce too. And people are like, a convention of states would be bad. I disagree. I I think, especially how flippantly we do divorce here in the states, I think we need to just say, hey, we obviously we are so far from each other. This is an irreconcilable difference. So let's just you know, you get the kids, you get the whatever and go our separate ways, and their country will turn to crap, and they can have their socialist dream that they want. Yeah, they just won't let us alone, though. You know that. that yeah, that's, that's the thing. Failing will come right over to us. Well, and, and as soon as everything falls apart for them, uh, we're going to be the first ones that they go running to. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you guys bring your police over here to start you know, policing our stuff because we got rid of all the cops, and now everything's a complete cluster F. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually. I'm super blackpilled. I was like the one saying, "Oh, I don't feel so bad about the midterms," but I am like overall blackpilled. I don't think there's any hope for this country. I think. I'm. 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 I'm I think I'm right there with you. And I'm, I'm the whole Fetterman thing. I'm still just like I cannot believe this guy is in office now. I want to know why it is still taking days. Days. Oh. To count the Arizona ballots. I was just about to bring up Arizona and Carrie. Yeah, what the hell is going on over there? Well, she's going to win. I mean, I um, I work with people who are working on her campaign, and we we got internal numbers, and she should be. Yeah, very, she's she's golden. Yeah. Um, so on on the nuts and bolts of elections, one I was saying this week to go. Uh, you know, our mayoral candidate, who's very likely to lose, but is still waiting to concede until every vote's counted. I've been saying this. It's important to count every vote because they were calling when when the spread was 64 votes, they were calling um they were calling Lauren Bobart's race. And I mean it's like neck and neck. But if you just go out and concede, then it's done. It, it's over. We're we're not counting. They just take it for what it's worth. Um, but uh here, let me pull up. I feel really big because when I thought that Bobert was like had lost, I said something that I thought about her from an incident that I experienced with her that was very negative on a very public show. And now oh. she's neck and neck, and now I feel really bad. I was oh, like, Oh, I missed that. What'd you uh, say? <laughs> I don't want to repeat it now. I don't want to say it more than once. But, like it's not like it's already out there. I'll tell you offline. But I was like, oh. I'm like, of course. I, not that I, I'm shy about saying my words, but I do work on the Hill and with people on the Hill. And, yeah. All right. So it's still <laughs> tightening. It says um, 76% of expected ballots counted. And right now it's 50, 49 Hobbs. Who would vote for somebody that refuses to debate? Not only that, uh, she's been like convicted of uh, discrimination charges. Oh, that's like, right. Police and. Let's not forget that she's Secretary of State right now, so she's the one overseeing her own election. That's in chaos, and if you can't get that right, yeah. how are you going to run the oh, state? Wow. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I mean, here's the deal: conflict of interest. 
Carrie Lake was, you know, she is extremely graceful and and um, humble. She reminds me a lot of Christy Nome in a lot of ways. Uh, so she she was on Crowder this morning, and she didn't come out and say like, "This is over. I'm gonna crush it." But let me say on her behalf, this is over, and she's gonna crush it because the remaining ballots are going to swing heavily in her favor. Um, and she's saying, you know, we're expecting maybe to get 60% of those well upward of 70% of remaining ballots. And this this spread, I mean, I think it's going to be plus two points. I don't think that they're going to be in, in recount or hand count territory at all. I was um, like five, but that could... Plus five? Yeah, I, that could be wrong, though. But I think that's what I was hearing, plus five. Well, if she oh, wins... She I'm actually thinking about uh, looking at moving to Arizona. We can get out of commie California. It, it, I'm so irritated because I voted red, but it's pointless. I know my vote's going absolutely nowhere in California. Same thing with Pennsylvania. Do you see the whole state is red minus the two ends, like the cities? Uh, and it's, it's what's the point? I mean, at least my little neighborhood, like this little tiny neighborhood that I went in, it all went red. And I was like, Bragging rights. <laughs> um, you, said, you brought up Crowder, which I, I think is a, a really cool component of this too, is that Crowder did election coverage that night. And he had 300,000, I think it was, maybe more, maybe it was higher than that. Um, it might've been more than that. It might've been like eight. I can't remember if it was three or eight, whatever. Um, live viewers the entire time the stream itself on Rumble has 3.1 million views. So yeah. he went, he said, screw you, YouTube, because he yeah. banned YouTube banned like or dropped that episode because Carrie Lake went on his show. And he is as the winner of an election saying that we need to look into the election and make sure it's legit. As the winner, oh yeah, the big tech that, oligarch said, no, you can't say that. <laughs> So but what he's doing, but what I thought was great about that was, you know, he's he really showed that you can shift the model. And that got more views than all of the left-wing media combined, not even in just lifetime viewership, but overall viewership, probably beat out Fox. I know it beat out like several other things. I mean, to be able yeah, to- their, their peak viewership at one time was like 570 or something. It, it was huge. Yeah. So to so to be able to take that away from take that narrative away from the mainstream media and really pull that back and with uh, Elon Musk who hasn't done anything yet and people are worried, but him in there kind of pulling the reins like around with Twitter, Rumble being you know e easily accessible, easily usable, and lots of people going over there. I think that like that is the only way to turn around this country is through the culture and through what's cool and, and things like that. And for the most part, I think that it's, it's hopeless, but if there was going to be a way, <laughs> it's definitely through, you know, those alternative media platforms that are actually surprisingly finally starting to take root and do a little bit better. I agree. Yeah. I um, as someone who was recently asked, I was asked from YouTube last Tuesday, uh, <laughs> week before election day. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'll talk to you about that offline. It's an ongoing. So it, it's it's very frustrating. Um, but hey, you know what? It forced me to get off my butt and finish my Cloud Hub like configs because uh, I met the CEO of Cloud Hub last July, and Brian. Uh, 
uh, Jeff, all you guys out there. So sorry. But hey, look, we're on there now. There's there's like 97 people watching. There's not 97 people watching. There's 97 views. Um, Revelation 1, uh, guy, uh, the Second Amendment. I answered you in the chat, but the Second Amendment is not for like hunting or target shooting. It's for... Um, securing the uh the freedom securing a free state which really means the individual um it was originally written to have a well-regulated militia for tyrannical government but also in the vein of self-defense you protect your home your family etc that's why i think it's it's like it's it's spartan style and they're they they literally the second amendment is the only thing in the entirety of the constitution that tells you what it's for it says the security of a free or being necessary for the security of a free state like like we will that's why we we haven't had land occupation um i know from from studies and from real real world work um we'll just say in, in the intelligence of it all it's been a huge problem for admirals, generals of, of Russia, China, Japan to occupy land here because there are more guns than people. And we will blow you away. That's what the Second Amendment is for. Uh, and, you know, if, if Lisa's walking down a dark alley by herself, she should feel fine because she'll blow your freaking head off. Like One of the things that cracks me up about uh, guns is they always record, oh, you know, how many people have been killed by guns, but they never record how many lives have been saved by guns. How many people would have been killed if they didn't have that gun? Just showing the gun will stop the crime. The gun never even gets used. Happened to me several times. That's happened to me once too. But there is, but there's a couple things. So they do have some reports about that out there, but like, but there's also all the underreported incidents like you were just talking about. I had a guy come in my house at like three in the morning and he was like, I was like, I think you're in the wrong house. And he's like, oh, I think you are. And I was like, uh, back up. <laughs> and it was fine. And I didn't even call the police. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, all right, lock my door. He's probably never coming back. Um, he was very freaked out. Of course he's not coming back because there all the other houses around you don't have guns. Don't have guns, exactly. Ooh, this right. is the one so, house I'm not going to mess with. So long ago. And he, he told all his criminal friends like not that one those ones um but uh i lived in a i lived in an oddly like um a gentrifying neighborhood back when my daughter was born she was like about one almost one she was starting to walk and i put i ordered one of those like baby walkers that looks like an elephant that you you know helps her learn to walk it's like a little toy thing Somebody stole it. It was Columbus Day. And I remember going outside and opening the door and screaming at everyone on the street, like, if I say your kid on my to- my kid's toy, I'm going to shoot him in the face. Like, I literally, <laughs> you know, oh, my packages never got stolen again. <laughs> I went around checking everybody's trash cans like a psycho, looking for the remnants of the box, right? No one oh. on that street. And they literally thought I was insane and never messed with me again. I never had a package stolen. Nobody looked at me funny. My house was always safe and secure. I don't know. Sometimes you have to out crazy them. Yeah. Yeah. You got the the mom crazy thing that you can do. I was so. (laughs) Well, it's. You want to steal my perfume or something that comes? That's fine. A baby toy? A baby toy? (laughs) Who's getting a phone call? Oh, huh. I don't know. Is that me? <laughs> no, it was my emails that just never stopped. Uh, and they were just <laughs> Wow, you're popular. Those were emails? 
it's no secret that women are crazy. So, uh, or especially so. So, and that was you know going back to like my mom, the craziest of the crazies out there. You know, working every single day in, in construction, and you know it. I I it well. Let's see. I was third grade, second grade when she started her construction company. So, I mean, in forty years time. It was her and one other lady that I met in construction. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things. She was the same way where it's like she when she got her crazy on, you know, and she's stopping down the road looking to kill somebody's little kid. Nobody screwed around with, you know, with people like that in these environments. And, and it was the whole town was like that, though, where I grew up. Somebody else's dad could come out and whoop your ass. Same. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. I bet you this, right? While your mom, I'm sure, had, some, had a lot of, like, self-satisfaction and pride in the fact that, like, she built her business and she was good at it and she was talented, right? All those things absolutely contribute, even with me, to your sense of self-worth and things like that. But don't you think that if she had the choice to stay home and be home with you guys and just to, like, bake cookies and cook and clean and clean the house and do the laundry... She would have done that instead because not only is she working and running that business and having to like double down, but she still has to come home and do all the wash and still make sure that you have some food and check your homework and, um, you know, make sure you have the right clothes for school and somebody chaperoning your school trips when they need parent volunteers. And it's a lot. And I guarantee as happy as it made her to be successful and, and, you know, proud of her accomplishments, I bet you any amount of money that if they if somebody said to her you are 100% financially secure from now on she would have been home with you guys every day and would not she, have done that yeah she talks about it all the time before my dad died he's like uh, you know he went to work every day i stayed home with you guys you know we had this happy little life yeah she went from happy wife to crazy gonna you know kick your ass any second because yeah you're right she was stressed out she was running a business and raising kids at the same time and that's that's what that's why our world is also messed up too there's people aren't getting married right there's lower testosterone rates men and women aren't coupling up the way that they're supposed to apparently they're not even having sex right men like women have lost the femininity the thing that attracts men to them so much including myself listen i am People always say, at least you have the most testosterone in the room. I don't want to be that way, though. <laughs> I really don't want to be that way. We're forced to be this way because of the the predicament that, like, the boomer generation and and before that um, imposed on us. Like, I don't. I would love to be a feminine woman wearing dresses and not having to like yell obscenities out the window. But I'm a, I'm a single mother and I live in uh, Philadelphia and I need to work. Not only that. Women entering the workforce also decreased men's salary. So men used to get a salary before women were in the workforce and it would adjust for having a family. They knew you had children. And once once they separated the two, they're like, oh, your wife makes an income. So we're just going to pay you this. Not only that, having more workers in the field decreased wages anyway. That's basic supply and demand. So we not only did we like move women to be a slave to corporations and and, um, industry, we also decreased men's uh, ability to earn an income. So now even if men wanted to be the sole provider of the house, they can't be because we have all these women in the workforce. Um, and we've adjusted the social norms. So we screwed ourselves. I don't see any hope. I'm sorry. I'm going back to being black-filled. 
<laughs> I I always say I'm not black pilled yet, but my red pill is dark red, and uh, I do think that we're headed into the collapse of the republic. I don't say that like a bumper sticker or a cool patch on a vest or whatever. Um, I I think we are experiencing the collapse of the republic, uh, which is normal um, for our system of government. I I think. Uh, I know when you observe the behaviors of civilizations of we're not cosmically special, okay? You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun and we are doing, you know this if you work at different jobs, the script is the same. They're just different cast members playing the roles, like mm-hmm. new actors and actresses playing the different roles and you got to find the Michael Scott and the Jim and the Pam and whatever. And that's the same for us in this generation. We are doing the same stupid crap uh, that, you know, I mean, we practically have a Caligula right now. And it's just this weird, incestuous, like, all the stuff that Hollywood and these, like, social elites are into. It's like House of Cards. It's like House of Cards in real life. Mm. Um, so when you see, when a society treats its women and children the way that we treat our women and children, the society is, has crumbled and degraded to the point where it's not going to recover I don't think that we're going to be able to recover and be that one country in the history of the world that, you know, went this far into depravity and is going to climb out. So, What's the saying? Uh, strong men bring about good times. Good times bring about weak men, right? Weak men bring about bad times. Bad times, yeah. yeah. I think this whole thing's going to start when the supply chain with the... Do we know anything about the diesel shortage right now? I mean... Why aren't we? How come we're not hearing more about this? Um, I feel like not every state is ha- is like out of it. From what I understand, I know that there's been some shortages, but like I don't. I, I know that it's been harder to get, but I don't think every any state's really out of it. And how many real diesel drivers do you know? So, um, you know, like the truckers and stuff like that. So it's not like your everyday people talking about it, and the media is certainly no. not going to do anything to throw Biden under the bus. So that's why you're not hearing about it. Um, right. Well, you the just, grocery stores are empty. They'll be like, why aren't the trucks running? Like, oh, we've been out of diesel for months. Yeah, <laughs> I've already got people sending me pictures of empty Walmarts, you know, with empty shelves. That's not good. Walmart yeah. is a huge supply. My CVS is looking pretty barren right now, honestly. But, no, you know, just, that's that's the president. And people didn't care. They, they really voted. They're indoctrinated. They're yeah. like... When I say that they're indoctrinated, that the propaganda machine is super real. I started to like help write articles for Lives of TikTok, right? And I get all these, um, all of these leads and things like that, and like this in in this inbox. And every, the, I cannot tell you how ubiquitous it is. It is everywhere. It is in Oklahoma, in Osawa, Oklahoma, right? It is in like the red states, blue states. It doesn't matter. Like today, I was. Um, finishing up an article and they this guy in New Jersey is talking to his students about like guys English teacher he was like if you he's like by the way so like you know all the anti-gay preachers the super anti-gay preachers and politicians if um the reason that they're so like anti-gay and the people that go the hardest at it is because they have closeted homosexual feelings and it's 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 um he goes it's psychologically obvious it's a real is this the guy that says that there's a little woman inside every man it's like a brand new guy in a uh i think it was a ninth grade class and and the kids are filming it because they're obviously uncomfortable but they're a captive audience right 
like literally they are captive audience. By the definition, by nature of a classroom setting, you're not allowed to leave. And it is the prime, like, um, you know, setting for indoctrination. And these unscrupulous left-wing psychos are using it to their advantage to literally indoctrinate our kids. And, and then the media keeps it going years and years and years later. And so what do they do? They don't even think, they don't critically think anymore. They don't question things. They don't even know how to be skeptical. And they just think, they just think that like everybody else is like bigoted and mean and and it's all about being happy. And it is literally ruining our country. You know, I'm, I'm glad you actually bring that point up. Being in California my whole life, I always thought I was a Democrat. Why? Because I'm told I'm a Democrat. I'm in California. I vote democratically. You're in California. That's all you do. And then I started actually paying attention to what a Democrat is versus what a Republican is. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a Republican the entire time. Why? Because I'm being taught to think democratically. I, I'm, you know, so I'm literally, I was just one of the sheep doing what I was told because that's what everybody else in the group is doing. But the scary part is that not everybody has the motivation to do it. Not everybody has a drive to go do the research. Not everybody is really like capable of beating their own cognitive dissonance either. And so when they will actually get like a visceral feeling when they get information that contradicts their world beliefs, and because of that, they will fight it and defend whatever position they have to the death. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of the cognitive, like the laziness clearly, but the people that you throw it in their face, like I think it was James Kluge doing a video and he was like, hey... Do you want, like, this is the way it is. And they were like, do you want to see it? And here, I have a video of it, like, 15 times. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I don't want to see it. No, no, and, like, I don't want to see the truth. They'll say it isn't <laughs> happening. And then when they do say, then when you show them that it's happening, oh, well, like, that's fine. It, that's okay. Um, they, they totally, to make themselves more comfortable, will lie to themselves to, to not have that feeling associated with cognitive dissonance. So um, we're just in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to talk about the Trump and DeSantis of it all, um, but I want to take Latino guy's question for Lisa. Question for Lisa. Mm -hmm. Are you opposed to the Electoral College in PA? Um, I'm not sure if that's just in PA, because Electoral College is... I don't know if we just... I mean, if he's asking if I'm opposed to Electoral College, absolutely not, because, um, you know, there's a reason that it exists. Um, and the framers were smart enough to figure that out. I don't want, like, it, it would be more, um, what do you call it? Like mob rule, should we not yeah. have the electoral college? It would so, make us much more of a pure democracy. And, right. And we wouldn't need to have elections. They could literally poll New York, uh, LA, maybe Dallas, Houston, and be done. It would maybe be Miami. referendum voting. And you see that even the way that, like, um, we just had that abortion, like, um, the child after birth, I think it was Michigan or Montana. Montana had voted to not give life-saving treatment to babies that were born, whether born alive, whether abortion or not. Um, they voted not to have them penal like doctors penalized if they just left them there on the, the gurney to die, right? And well, they um, do post-birth abortions in Maryland and California, well, and it's on the ballot in a couple other places. Uh, that's that's baby murder. <laughs> Yeah. Right, this was just in Montana, and it passed, right? Like, it passed out on this ballot. It was just in Montana, and it passed. Wow. But, but you should see the way that they wrote it. Now, 
clearly me as an educated person, I was, I would, I, when I was reading, I was like, I would clearly vote yes on this, right? But they talk about penalizing people and blah, 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 blah in it. And people just either, either they're really dumb and they don't read these ballot measures correctly. Like if you ever really read ballot measures yeah. and you're used to policy, they're very confusing for people. So if we have that type of democracy where we're just referendum voting all the time, then nobody will have, like the, the whole place will be a mess because most people can't even comprehend what those referendum questions are even asking you. Um, just like the one there, a lot of people were saying it was difficult for them to understand. Um, so it would just be legit chaos. I, I think that the, if, forget like, Electoral College. I think we need a threshold for voting. I think that you need to be able to yes. civics test. Yes, some stake in the government, and I think that there should be some test, some you know litmus test for you to pass in order. To and and the history of this is bullcrap. The history of this, when there were requirements, there were civic requirements for voting, particularly property ownership. They say that was to suppress the black vote. That is not true at all. One. Blacks couldn't vote when they made that a lot. What, what were they thinking? Like, we're definitely going to free the slaves later, so we need to get ahead of this. No. Then they would have had things like the three-fifths compromise. All that <laughs> stuff would have been in there. It's because it's because they knew the civic duty of voting was, was important, and they couldn't just have these bums creating policy. Honestly, I'm so glad you said this, because I said this to my wife last night um, while we were talking and I've not said publicly, but the reason that I am, see, then this is why I can never work in corporate America way, again. The reason that I am against the suffrage movement, particularly women's right to vote, is because most women, not all, but most women, like Lisa knows a ton about policy and how they manifest in reality. Most women, absolutely not. You're voting flippantly. You believe you're voting for crap like likes on Instagram and it's wreaking havoc on society and you're too, you're not too dumb, but you're too disjointed and you're, you're not so well-reasoned to connect your popularity more, voting to policy. We are more emotional creatures. Yeah. And we just are by nature. And you know how like women are like, uh, get mad when men are like, oh, you're emotional, it's that time or whatever, right? I'm sorry. That should not be a bad thing. We should embrace that. Yes, we have hormones and they they circulate and, and they civilization have needs it for a reason, right? Like embrace it. Yes, I'm emotional this week. That's what happens, right? Like this is also why I, I think women are emotional person. most of the time. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But listen, I could be this week I'll be bitchy, next week I'll be sweet, right? Then the week after that, maybe I'll cry. I don't really cry. But but it's good. It's good. We need it. I, I had the most, as a young Christian, a new Christian at 17, 18, I had the most perverted views of justice and judgment. And 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 I learned about that stuff. I learned about it from good pastors and, and other godly men. But that connection really connected to me through seeing empathy and grace and compassion in my wife and seeing her bring that into the world. We need that. We we need men to be men, and we need women to be women, and we need men and women to be together. Now, I'm not saying that there haven't been wonderful women leaders. There have. We've had wonderful queens, right? We've had Margaret Thatcher. We've had wonderful women in power. So I'm not here to denigrate them. However, they are an abnormality on the spectrum, 
And most women, most, yep. are too emotional to make analytical decisions on the regular. I, I completely agree. I say all the time, Julie Sweet, she's the Accenture, global Accenture CEO. Her empire is like 630,000 people. I think Julie Sweet is an incredible leader. Uh, her leadership ability is far above mine with with the thing, the enterprise that she leads. Um, so I completely agree. That, that's the exception, not the rule. And there are a lot of men that are crappy leaders. <laughs> but but Milo's made a point, and he said American women especially are really good leaders. And the reason that they are is because mm. we have to men who don't do yep. it. We have to come in and fill the void, fill the vacuum. And women, traditionally, because if we get stuck with the kids, we are very adaptable to to think to certain situations and we can be malleable that way because God forbid, like you said, you, you will fill a power vacuum. Correct. Right. But yeah. what we shouldn't have to look, I'm so upset about it. <laughs> I, I agree. People are going to be like, this girl's so crazy. But they're, they're, like they say that I'm a self-hating black and they'll say he's a self-hating Jew. They're going to say that I'm you're a self-hating, self-hating woman. woman. I guess yeah. I'm a misogynist. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I'm also a fake Jew, a hidden Nazi or a sleeping Nazi. <laughs> Sleeping. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's it's just lazy. German, it was a sleeping <laughs> German. That's what she referred to me as a sleeping oh. German. Uh, in other words, uh, a, a guy who's pretending to be Jew so that he can infiltrate into the Jewish, you know, whatever, and then take over inside out. It was well, just, that's when it was explained really to me, I'm like, what? That's really not. It's close. always funny the slur <laughs> that comes after people feel empowered to make an outrageous slur when they're calling you a self-hating something. Yeah, like yeah. as a black man for a, a white liberal woman to call me to my face, which happens all the time, like a self-hating cockroach or spit or or, or like a self-hating fill in the blank. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you just said is like deeply offensive, totally racist, totally cancelable, but it's okay because you're saying that I am a self-hating and now you can call me whatever I, whatever you want. So right. I think it's really funny that the women always use the argument like, oh, women are voting against their self-interest. I think Jimmy Kimmel's wife like went and did a bit and like, oh, or the, you know, Republican women, I can't believe they they vote against their own interest. Well, like, I hate to break it to you, but like, I'm not having abortions. And it is in my (laughs) self-interest to have a functioning economy. And so now all of you, all you Democrats, on the grounds of, of, you know, um, defying your own self-interest because you don't want, what, like um, people to come in there and like really take care of the economy and the gas prices because you think that you, like everybody's going to not be able to kill babies. You totally took your overwhelmingly more important to your survival in life um, priorities and you voted against your self-interest this entire time. Abortion, for them to say abortion is a kitchen table issue is retarded. It's literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Backlash is out of control. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know women that have had abortions, right? Like, enough but like like is that what you're thinking like oh my god i could really get pregnant next week and i really might need to have an abortion like who's thinking that like first of all not that i think women should be on hormone therapy birth control but if it was so important to you not to get birth control there's like 50 million ways not to get pregnant you can't be you you need to be yeah yeah you need to be totally careless and irresponsible. Well, an to, abortion to get is not up these days. 
abortion is never meant to be birth control. It's supposed to be like, you know, what, 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 uh, what, what legal, safe and rare. Yeah. What's well, yeah, legal, legal, safe and rare. What, what about, for, yeah. what about rape and incest? I baby. I said this in a tweet today. I said, it's not the baby's, the innocent baby's fault that your father was a degenerate rapist scumbag. It's, it's not the baby's fault. Right? Should, so, should you murder the children? Uh, should you preemptively kill the children of serial killers? Of course not. Yeah, yeah. And like, here's the other thing too. Like, if say the mother like didn't realize she was pregnant till the very end, couldn't get an abortion, had the baby, right? So you know they say that it's traumatic for her to be pregnant for nine months, right? Say she has the kid, and now she sees him, and it looks just like the the guy that raped her, and she's like having all this trauma. Like, is it okay for her to shoot the kid then? Is that fine? Yeah. No. Is it okay at that point to kill the kid because she's she's suffering trauma from looking at the kid? I no. say it all the time. You can't treat injustice with injustice. Mm. That is wrong. That's morally and ethically wrong. And yeah, so hey, we're at an hour. Let, let's hard. hit Trump DeSantis real quick. Um, let me see if I can throw it up there. And and no, this is not like a, a hateful thing. I I love uh, Tim Cast uh, or Tim Pool slash Tim Cast IRL. Uh, but I did think that it was strange, and he tweeted about it first, so there it is. Um, I did think it was strange that I'm hearing from everyone all at once uh, from, uh, what's his name? Oh, gosh, what's his name, Case? Uh, David uh, Rubin? Uh, Rubin. Yeah. Hearing from Dave Rubin, hearing from Stephen Crowder, hearing from Tim Pool, like within 12 hours of each other, uh, that the sun is set on Donald Trump, uh, move on, it's time for DeSantis, and blah, 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 blah. I, I couldn't disagree more. Um, I, I couldn't disagree more either, but the, no. the problem that they're seeing is that um, Trump really drives people out that hate him, and in, he is more palatable, like, as far as his personality goes. And I, and I understand all that. I absolutely do, and he's been saying some dumb things lately, and he seems to not have learned his lesson. Okay, right, in general, but he's getting worse a little bit. But however, I will say this. With him, you know that he is going on a revenge tour. He will go down and he will burn all that to the ground in a way that he couldn't the first time around. And he's also knows what it's like to be in there and to, you know, who he's putting around himself, things like that. Yeah, we, we need someone to salt the earth. We, now, that's what we need. Yeah. Santa's... Yeah very well may be a great candidate. And I think that he's doing a great job in Florida. Don't get me wrong. If he's the candidate, I will a thousand million percent vote for him. He would probably be my second or my third choice. I really love Rand Paul too. I always have. I just think he's brilliant. Um, but um, I think the people who are backing him, like, scare me. And if you're, if, yep. and if I ever aligned myself on their side, I would say I'm on the wrong side. Hundred percent. You hundred percent. You have all this establishment. The people that we hate, the people that we know under were undermining Trump, right? They're all like, and, and they're undermining even even two days ago, and for the this whole election season, they've undermined constitutional conservatives, firebrand conservatives every step of the way. They've withheld funding. They've JD Vance and Masters and all of them, right? Blake Masters should have gotten so much support from the freaking RNC. Like, oh, don't even get me started. They don't want them. And so now all of a sudden, 
this guy's supposed to be a firebrand too. He's supposed to be a Trump type, right? He's supposed to be, there's something off there. There's something that makes- But even that language, a Trump type. So you you have an all-star, you have the best player in the game who's who's done it the best, and you also have the second best guy. Why, why do you put the second runner into the match? Like you you say, never do that. They'll say that he doesn't, that he doesn't turn people off as much. But let me tell you right now, when the liberal media sets their eyes on him and starts picking him apart, they will find things, they will make them up, just like they did about Trump and Russiagate and impeachments up the yin yang, yeah. Right. And so and so it will he's never not he's not as scrappy as Trump. No and way. He's not, <laughs> he's not as scrappy as Trump. He will not be able to withstand it the way that Trump would. And Trump is like he's a fault, he's a flawed man. But he is out for revenge. He's out for blood. And and it, we need a catharsis. Like, we need people to go in there and tear everything down. And he's the only hope for it. Now, do I think that the majority of the country would elect him? Probably not. And that's probably what they're worried about. But um, but I think that we need to convince our the rest of the Republican Party and the independents that that is what needs to happen. So maybe we need to get better on messaging what needs to happen and change the narrative from what needs to be done to like who is doing it um, and go from there. But I would a thousand million trillion percent back Trump every day of the week before DeSantis. You know, it's uh, Megan Kelly was talking about this very same thing that MAGA supporters, the ultra MAGA, all these people, they're not going to walk away from Trump ever, even if DeSantis is there. So, and my attitude is, DeSantis is killing it in Florida. Stay there, stay gov. Let's get Trump back in. Those two, you know, are going to be working back and forth, you know, substantially anyway. And then get DeSantis in. Trump, in my opinion, I, I want to see a really... Trump gnome ticket. Boom. I don't like gnome that much. She, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I am a little more. I'm not going to lie. Um, a little more leaning authoritarian than before. I think I do like <laughs> force morality. You, you want a king? I did not like. I did not like how Chrissy Nome didn't vote to um, with the mask. With the uh, I'm sorry. With the businesses enforcing. I think it was vaccine or mask mandates or whatever. Yeah. And, and she really had an opportunity there to really stand up for her people. And she's like, "Oh, we're not going to interfere with business." Like, I'm tired of being the party that's like, "Oh, we're going to stand on principle and do whatever." No. They run their crap down our throats. Let's run ours down theirs. And um, I didn't like how she was. I agree. Yeah. About it, so. I'm so not down for the amnesty thing, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. You know. All right. Lisa Reynolds, 2024, crap, crap down their throats. That's the t-shirt, crap down their throats. I'm getting that on the mug. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll buy one. I'll be the first to buy one. But yeah, sorry for monopolizing yeah. politics. She talks too much. Um, no, this no, is great. They love you in the chat too. I don't even know where this chat is. I always love to go read comments and chat. It's Rumble. Rumble's where the chat happens. There's a little chat on Clout Hub. Um, and this is at my second stream on Clout Hub. Uh, so love you guys over there. Um, if you're new here, you may, if you want to make sure that I hear your thoughts, you got to email them, ask at djmobileshow.com. Uh, like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. Uh, Case and I, we are working out a... A private show, but there actually there are a lot of changes coming to the show. I don't even feel like talking about it right now because I'll screw it up, and you guys will hold my feet to the fire and be like, "Oh, well, you said blah blah blah, whatever." 
Um, if you have ideas, shoot them to that email address, ask at djmobileshow.com. Uh, don't feel bad if I don't take them because the show is literally my show. Um, but uh, yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be anything without you guys. So thanks so much. And uh, my baby bladder is all activated. So oh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to have to run. Um, hey, where can people follow you guys? Yeah, Casey. Well, me. That's uh, easy. It's clubcaseygates.locals.com. You can also check me out, of course, with the uh, the show. Uh, any well, Joe. You, I'm assuming you uh, have my name somewhere on your website. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. well, honestly, it's funny, <laughs> but you can always just click on their links because they're always. I do my due diligence, so the link is literally right below our talking heads. Um, guys, I forgot that I run a podcast this week and I forgot to publish two episodes. So you're about to get three episodes at once. But if you just look at the show notes, uh, everyone's socials, websites, and all that jazz is right there. Good job, buddy. You guys are great. Thanks for having me. Like I said, usually it's a little more back and forth. I feel bad. I definitely talked a lot, but so I apologize. But thank you for having me so much. You had a lot of information. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, Usually, well, the hardest part with interviewing people is Getting to actually to get talk. them to talk. Yeah, you're, you're so refreshing. <laughs> like yeah. people are so trigger shy. They're Take like, "Can away. I say this? Can I not say this?" And it's just like, just go. Um, <laughs> cancel me already. I mean, like, I I don't care. I don't care if I get doxxed. I don't care if I get canceled. I, this is who I am. I've been saying it for years. If you don't like it. And the whole thing is, if you're not being yourself, then you're just living a lie, and then you're putting more energy into keeping that lie going. You gotta be yourself. Plus, I want to stop working. So, if you want to (laughs) guys have men do well and do better in society and um, marry me, and we can go live on a farm and raise chickens and goats and horses, and then well, you you have to do that now because of the the collapse that's coming. So it's yeah, got to exactly. be exactly. If you don't know how to if you don't if you can't produce for yourself, you're in trouble here in the next five years. So true. So my true. kids are starting to get like kids are perceptive, and they're okay. So um, one, I don't believe in this like mama bear lifting car stuff. Like that happens exceptionally rare. But if you pay any attention to the great philosophers and like the traditional wisdom, if you're trying to normalize something, it means it's not normal. So stop. Yeah. Um, the, the real wisdom, um, who I think the person who last said it the most was Jim Rohn. Um, great speaker, great guy. I'm, I'm sad that I never got to meet him in person. But anyway, uh, it's nurture like a mother, protect like a father. A man is supposed to be a dangerous person. That's supposed to be the rule, not the exception. And I'm glad that I provide that for my family. Um, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about it a lot. Like you need to be a monster that has the discipline and self-control to be a well-tempered man. And, I am capable of so much violence. Uh, and, you know, if you were a human trafficker in the Texarkana area, you might have experienced that violence. And, you know, that person that stabbed me, you experienced that violence. Uh, and it's comforting to my family. So, but now they're getting a little like, because I like, you know, when I leave, I got my rifle, I got my vest and magazines and first aid kits and all that stuff. And they were like, what the hell is going to happen? And it's like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I'm just. Comfortable. <laughs> you just crushed me, dude. I thought I was the only one that's been stabbed on this show. I've been stabbed twice, my guy. Oh, man. You, you're... Yeah, I've not been shot, though. I've been thrown off a moving vehicle. I've been thrown through a wall. I was sure that I was going to die that time because I'm getting like beat in the back by this PCP head who 
picked me up by my face and threw me into the wall. Wow. Um, well, I need to, we need to like have a conversation because I've got like lots of questions for you, but I also have more questions about this. Like if I didn't know this part of you, so we're going to have to have a, an offline call to get more info. Yeah. You know, it's the stuff that you don't put on LinkedIn. It's just the broad strokes. <laughs> Law enforcement, military, intelligence. Twice. Yeah, it doesn't. You can't put this stuff. I took my clearance off of there because I kept getting offers for things that I'm not willing to do. Guys, I'm never going back to government. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but uh, that's not true. I would work in the Trump White House. Anyway, it's complicated. Guys, we're going to go. Uh, we love you all. Thanks for being here. Like, share, subscribe. You got to share because Big Tech's not going to share. And that's all we got. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.